Jalen Brown goes off in a win in Brooklyn. He's playing at an all-NBA level. The Celtics get their first defense-only win of the season, a first defensive-fueled win of the season. We're going to talk about that. But is there a blueprint for defending the Celtics materializing? It's all right now on the Lockdown Celtics podcast. Be ever ready. Recognize the city of champs. Boston, baby, we do what you can't. Locked on number 18, Tatum and Brown, J team. Step back, we gon' wet that and slay teams. Of course, the Celtics, who else could it be? Screaming like KG with the Larry OB. Corral is above average, assessing the team status. Best daily pod, no cap, salary matching. Clutch like Bird to DJ, keep John on replay. Primetime, dapping up the truth on the sideline. Rainy J's, how it started, raising banners, how we finish. Locked on Celtics pod, home of the winners. B. Hey there, welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics podcast right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network where it is your team every day and I'm here for you every day with a free fresh podcast dropped directly to your device if you're a subscriber. So make sure you are subscribed wherever you get your podcasts and the show is also on YouTube, especially subscribe there because uh, that's how I'm growing the audience and I'm still trying to run up the score on the Lockdown Lakers podcast. So, you know, help me out if uh, if you're so inclined. I'm John Corrales. Former professional basketball player, now covered the Celtics for Boston Sports Journal. I've also written a book called the Boston Celtics All-Time All-Stars. And today, coming to you after the Boston Celtics 103-92 win over the Brooklyn Nets. And in a rarity for a post-game podcast, it's Tom Westerholm with me. Tom underscore, Tom underscore post-game. That's it. Post underscore game. The uh, the post-game boys. The <laughs> post underscore game. Uh, Jalen underscore Brown. Was oh man, so underscore good tonight. Yeah, uh, let's talk. So here's what I'll do. Here's here's how this thing's gonna go. Later on in the third segment, I want to talk about the offense, which is uh, taking a couple steps back. And and I I posited on Boston Sports Journal, is there now a blueprint developing for defending the Boston Celtics? Not that there's one yet, but maybe something. So that's third segment. Second segment. This was a defensive first win for the Celtics. We have not had one of those this year. We'll talk about that in its entirety in the second segment. First segment, Jalen Brown, who 34 points, 50% shooting, 5 of 9 from 3, 9 of 11, 10 rebounds, 2 assists, 2 steals, 4 blocked shots. Jalen Brown playing at an all-NBA level. Over, especially over the last two. I think he's all NBA right now. If I'm picking 15 players, I can't. you can't tell me that you're picking 15 better players in the NBA right now than Jalen Brown. You're saying it. Malcolm Brogdon's saying it. Everyone's yelling it. Like, uh, it's, it's very funny to kind of see these cases building like this early in the season. But look, I mean, he's been great, right? Like, he's, he's averaging. I hope you're looking for your megaphone. I hope that's I what you're... Uh, well, I'll, I'll wait for the megaphone. I don't before. have it. Ah, oh, I where to go? I, I I teased you up perfectly for that one. I had um, it. <laughs> I'm just I, so I, disappointed. All right, no, that's a that's a tough hit. Podcast is over. I just I, I'm, I'm in a funk now. No, anyway, good. Yeah. Uh, so Jalen, thirty-one point six points. Uh, he's I mean, he, like over the last five games. I mean, he's obviously he's he's playing incredible. He's hitting threes. Um, you know, got super hot in the first quarter. I mean, like. 
if you kind of go back through the season, the Celtics have, you know, one of the best records in the NBA. Like there's a strong case to be made for him to be on the all NBA team at this stage. It's very early, but um, you know, these narratives do build early. So it's worth talking about at this stage too, I think. Yeah. I mean, there's, so Jason Tatum is the MVP candidate, right? And right. And look, I, I can already see the comments coming in because there there is a segment of the population, the segment of Celtics fandom, that doesn't feel like Jalen Brown gets enough respect. And and the, the, I'm certainly among those accused of not giving him enough respect. Okay, fine. That's people. It's different. People see things differently. Fine. I still think that saying Jalen Brown is an all NBA player is giving him proper respect in understanding that Jason Tatum has, has just risen above him to, to a certain degree. That's no disrespect, but the way he's playing right now, he's at that same level. He's, he's at that same kind of production. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I just feel like when the Celtics have been struggling a little bit, offensively and when they've kind of needed somebody to carry them through he's been the guy he's been you know that that's that's why you have these two guys and this is why by the way as a nice appropriate backdrop for Brooklyn Nets and Barclays Center and Kevin Durant this is why you say I wasn't I I didn't want to trade Jalen Brown over the summer when he came up in the rumors because this is what he's capable of. And he's start he's like really hitting a stride now. Where Kevin Durant was awesome in this game. He was, you know, 31 points uh on 54% shooting. But Jalen matched Kevin Durant in this game, shot for shot, matched him basically across the board and played a much better defensive game. What more what more can we say? Other than just going into straight, like we're flat out gushing about this guy. Well, I mean, and the thing is, if you watch the Nets and the way they play, like Durant obviously is so much of everything that they do offensively. Like they just, I mean, like, like, you know, he's, he has a lot on his shoulders and I think Jalen obviously has some less, um, you know, with, with Tatum out there and the, and the offense that the Celtics have put together. It's the, the, the Jalen thing is, is interesting because like the Celtics offense is so good with him. Um, and, and, and you can, you know, you can look around like, okay, there's, there's shooters all around him. He's got Tatum, but the Celtics offense is also this good largely because of him too. You know, he's, and he's, you know, that he's one of the two main reasons why it's good. So it's this kind of symbiotic argument, but you know, he's 12th in the NBA in scoring. Like he's, he's, he's putting up the numbers that, uh, yep. I, I tweeted out. He's, uh, from mid range, he's shooting 54.5%, which is second among, players shooting three or more mid-range shots per game only to Durant uh Durant's the only other guy who's yeah um who's he's at like 55 or something like that like I mean he's playing great you know you you talked about how valuable that mid-range shot is recently on, on one of these pods like I mean he's 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 just been off the charts so um yeah he's Jalen Brown again Jalen underscore good real real, Jaylen, real good player Jalen is a a very good player I, and I thought this is this is uh, one of his best defensive games, obviously. Yeah. The four, the four blocks, the two steals. The steal in the fourth quarter where Royce O'Neal was – so Tatum goes in for the layup, falls to the floor. They get the rebound. Royce O'Neal gets it and, and throws like a, a bad cross-court pass, and Jalen steals it and gets the layup. 
that, which, if I remember right, you could only kind of see it on the NBC Sports broadcast, right? Like you could only like it. Ha- the steal happened so fast. Am I remembering that right? That the steal happened so fast, you kind of like caught it at the end of the play. Yeah, yeah, I think so because I just and I don't I don't remember that exactly because I okay. literally just I just watched the play again and on on NBA stats and they showed the Nets broadcast, so I saw the full thing happening. Because in my in my last piece for uh, Boston Sports Journal, which as we're we're recording this hasn't published quite yet, I talked about the defense only win, and I watched that play like a few times so I can describe it in full detail. Um, that steal is so indicative of the difference of in Jalen Brown. Like one of the criticisms of Jalen Brown, we saw it earlier this season too. Sometimes when things aren't going his way, he he kind of I don't know he lets he lets plays linger in his head I think he replays things in his head and he he certainly falls asleep on defense and that's when you see the backdoor cuts we we know that happens every once in a while it hasn't happened a lot as much certainly not as much as it used to every once in a while yeah every once in a while it happens right you can tell but this is when when things are going great and he's fully engaged you can see Okay, so they got the rebound, and Jalen's kind of like jogging back, but I'm just kind of watching. I just kind of want to see what's going on. And as soon as Royce picks it up and is has it like coming up, Jalen is planted. He's like, gotcha, and he comes in and he makes that steal. That play, that awareness, that level of just being locked in, that was just the best of Jalen Brown. Yeah, and I mean, I also thought he, he was – Obviously, very disruptive. Like he and Tatum, um, in particular, were really good. I think you know it, it, it's funny how like like Tatum finishes with, finishes with with nine turnovers. Durant finishes with eight, and you're kind of just like, all right. So so the turnover battle, like those two guys got uh, those two guys <laughs> yeah, got yeah, attacked yeah. a lot. All right, you can just kind of cancel each other out. But I thought that. But yeah, I mean, to your point, like I thought that was a really good thing Jalen did. I thought he was pretty disruptive. He you know he took on Durant a couple times. You know, I mean, I think Durant. I mean, Durant was. You know, he's 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 Kevin Durant. He's very hard to to slow down. But I do think that Jalen did a nice job. I mean, that's that's one of the the things that the Celtics guards are so good at. You know, you look at um, all the best things about Derek White, about Marcus Smart. It's just like how kind of uncomfortable they make you. And I thought Jalen did that pretty well tonight, too. Since we're talking about the defense, let's transition into the Celtics just overall defense. After the game, Jason Tatum said it flat out. Defense won this game for us. No doubt about it. We'll talk about that. In just a second. First, today's show is brought to you by Turo. Turo is the world's largest car sharing marketplace. T-U-R-O. With Turo, you can book any car you want, wherever you want it, from a community of local hosts. You can browse a huge selection of vehicles for just about any occasion or budget across the U.S., U.K., Canada, and Australia. You can book that spacious SUV or minivan for a family road trip. You can get a classic or luxury car for a special event, a birthday, or holiday. You can find affordable economy cars if you're on a budget and you just need to get from point A to point B. Test drive that new electric car that you've been uh, looking at to see how it fits into your everyday life. Many Turo hosts can even deliver the car right to you. Every trip is backed by liability insurance. Terms and conditions apply. Exclusions also apply. Forget boring rental cars. Find your drive at Turo.com. Thanks for making Lockdown Celtics your first listen every day. Make Locked On Sports Today your second listen every day. All the big stories from across the sports world, local hosts, local experts, insight like nowhere else. 
find it wherever you found this podcast. You can also find it on YouTube. Let's bring Tom Westerholm back in here. Celtics held the Brooklyn Nets to a 95.8 offensive rating. Um, 95.8 points per 100 possessions. Uh, if that was your season defensive rating, uh, you'd lead the league by a mile. So for the first time this season, Tom, we can say the Celtics defense was the reason they won the game. Chase down blocks, getting back in transition. Sam Hauser. Uh, Sam Hauser. Sam LeBron-like. LeBron-like, <laughs> to, to quote one Jalen Brown. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was that was just wild, man. Uh, Jalen getting a couple of chase down blocks. Uh, like I said, Jalen had four. Uh, Al Al had three. Yeah, three. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they had, like I said, nine, eleven steals. Both the second highest, second highest steal, second highest blocks for uh, the Celtics this season. Just and and obviously watching the game, there's a little bit of luck baked into that offensive rating. Some guys missed some shots that they could hit, but also Kevin Durant hit some shots that were just outrageously well defended and he's just Kevin Durant. So I guess it all yeah. balances out. He hit one shot with Tatum and Brown all over him. I was like, how do you do that? Kevin Durant. And he was just like, mm, just kind of ran back. But to, Tom, to, it, to be, to be very topical here. Uh, it was very similar to the goal that uh, Killian Mbappe scored today during the, uh, the world cup where there's just, there's no window. There's no window for that ball to go in. And somehow he, uh, yeah, he, he snuck it through uh, Tatum and Jalen. I'm sure you were uh, glued to your TV for, for France I, today. I am well aware of that um, soccer point that was yeah. <laughs> scored by. I don't I don't know anything about soccer, but it's it's fun to like uh, it's fun to watch and, and kind of pretend because there's so many people who do know a lot about it. And I just see them yelling yeah. at each other. But I'm like, hey, man, this. I enjoy watching it. I just don't know anything. About it is it. actually fun to watch. It is fun to yeah. watch. Though I, I will, I have not watched a second of the World Cup. I, I have not it. watched one second. Uh, I the first thing I saw was a tweet about a goal that got overturned because you know because Qatar is hosting and they're right. they you know it's all corrupt and I'm like yeah, I'm not even I'm not even paying attention. It's my this is my one man stand. I'm sure Tom that I'm making a dent in the ratings. <laughs> Taking my yeah, one my, man stand against my wife is also taking that stand, but I again like you like you, I don't think she was probably gonna be watching too much anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, anyway. so that's a long way of saying that uh that shot by Kevin Durant was was very was, difficult, uh very well defended. <laughs> but the defense though, I, I think I think the timing and like Joe Missoula had said the defense is trending in the right direction. Yeah. And it's it's kind of it is trending in the right direction for sure. They, they are getting better. They're they're up to 14th now, defensively. Yeah. So, yeah. and part of that is a small sample size, right? It's still you know there's still 20 what 24 games, so they've still only just played a little bit more than a quarter of the season. So there's so much season left that there are still wild swings. 95 defensive rating really vaults you up the the, the rankings right now, but it's still look when things settle. We're looking at the Celtics as the number one offense. Where things settle defensively tells you how much of a real true contender they are. Number one offense, because they're so historically good right now, carries their defense, which has been mid, as 
you like to say. Uh, <laughs> you get that defense up into the top 10, and now you got something. And Tom, there's a certain defensive player that hasn't played yet this season who is pretty close to coming back. Yeah, I'm just, I mean, the way Malcolm Brogdon has been, uh, you know, kind of caping for everybody to get postseason awards, I'm I'm kind of waiting for him to be like, Rob Williams has got to be the defensive player of the year. Like, he's he hasn't even been here, and look at the difference it's made. He's uh, He's been very enthusiastic about, about caping for these guys. Uh, you know, but, I need to get Malcolm Brogdon on board. Can you get me, like, sports reporter of the year? Can he, like, I mean, do I yeah, need to, like, this – He's he's campaigning very well. I mean, he's you know he seems like a politician. So these these campaigns I mean, they he's do putting call together him the are very president. good. They do call him the president. So yeah. I mean, makes yeah. sense. It does. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, I think I think one of the big things that we've talked about with with the defense is that they need to be able to be good without Rob. Like, because yeah. I mean, so much of their defense last year was predicated on all the the versatility and the switching. And then yeah, obviously having that guy on the back line helps a lot. But a lot of stuff has to happen first. And all that stuff was happening last year. Now, I do think it's also worth noting, like at this stage in the season last year, what was the Celtics point differential? And like, what did they end with? Because like yeah. at this point, everybody was like still ready to like throw dirt on them. And, uh, you know, so like I, I think big swings can happen in both directions. Right. Like, I mean, would you be would you be shocked if the Celtics finished with like the second best offense because they dropped off a bit, but their defense rose so much that they still won, you know, high 50s games or, or wherever they're headed? Like. Yeah, that wouldn't be too stunning. Like you, you could see that happening. So, um, you know, it's it, it it's obviously I'm fascinated to see what happens with it, because um, when Rob comes back, I do think that's going to make a big difference. Um, you know, and, and I'm curious, you know, like like we talked about, will the point differential come down a little bit because they're not swinging the ball around to shooters as much or, you know, they're, they're going inside a little bit more. I don't know. I'll be curious to see how it goes. Yeah, I mean, that there, there are certainly questions about how the offense will work with Rob. Um, that's that's fair enough. But I still think... And to be clear, it could be great. Like, we've talked about that, too. The passing, the lobs. It could be yeah. fantastic. But, it yeah. could be. It could make it even better. But... Yeah. <laughs> this team could be very scary. <laughs> it's Right. But defensively, even if the Celtics do take a step back offensively, like you were saying, defensively... If they're able to start holding teams down into the low 100s mm -hmm. or below 100, this is still a team where if they if they take a step back, what are they putting up? 115, 110, <laughs> right, right? You know, how much of a step back is is like regression to the mean? How much of a step back is that? Because look, okay, look at tonight's game. Jalen puts up 34. Tatum puts up 29. Okay, so you get 63 points between the two of them. But then you don't get – you get, what, 40 points from everybody else. That's, right. that's that's a little too much. That's a little too – this is like the worst of it. And they still put, they put up 103. So Grant didn't – you know, 10 points. Al Horford didn't, didn't – he had that weird shot where the ball just like slipped out of his hands or something. And Tatum that referenced that post game. Tatum referenced that, uh, yeah. that, like how slippery the ball was. And he, it was very funny. Cause he, he, he was almost apologetic about it. Like he, he knew that people were going to be like, Oh, you're making excuses. So he was like, not making excuses, but the ball was kind of slippery. Yeah. Yeah. Right. He's like, he had to throw Al under the bus. Like, look, even Al, I mean, even Al. Hands. Like, <laughs> hands. You can't blame Al. Right. Uh, yeah. but the fact, the fact is, and, this will lead us into the, the discussion in the offense. The fact is 
I I don't even expect that much regression from the offense because no. this is about as bad as the offense can look in general. And if the defense cranks up, this is the type of game you can win, and this is how you can win. One hundred three to ninety two. I mean, I, I ninety two is such a low number in today's NBA. <laughs> right, you still, this is it, grinding, grinding out wins. And my last point here before I, I hit the break, the ability to win in multiple multiple ways. Grind out a win, defensive win, check mark. Shootout win, check mark. They can do that. You know, dominant win, check mark. Like, that's, that's part of what makes a championship team. Can you, if you can only win games one way, you're a great team, but mm, you got, but if you can say, okay, it's like a, an MMA fighter. Can I knock you out? Can I take you to the ground and make you submit? If you can do all of those things, then you're not going to lose a whole lot of, uh, you know, great many fights. You're going to win many more fights because you'd be like, doesn't matter. Ground and pound, stand, you know, face up. Like it, it's the Celtics can do all that. Yep. We'll, 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 we'll talk about the offense uh, in just a second. First, today's show is also brought to you by. Bet Online, your number one source for all your sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. I'm very curious when Bet Online gets their new MVP odds, where Jalen Brown is going to fall in that because he's climbing up the MVP ladder. So I'm going to go to Bet Online and just check those numbers in a couple of days when those update. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional amateur league that's out there. Obviously, basketball, football. People are betting on the World Cup like crazy, I'm sure. But there's also esports and all the other stuff. It's all there at betonline.net. They've also got podcasts. We know you love podcasts, so you can check those out there at BetOnline as well. It's the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head on over to the website today. Use your mobile device. BetOnline, where the game starts. Please gamble responsibly. So, Tom, the Celtics, um, they got, they look, they got their 34 points from Jalen Brown. Jason Tatum looked off. And he still had 29 points. He stopped, he, I, I looked up and was like, where did, where did he have – I was expecting to see like 40% shooting. Yeah. Uh, the nine turnovers made sense. Yes. But 20, 29 points. Seeing on, him over 50% when you looked in like the second half was just like, huh. What? Okay. Huh. Yeah. Okay, right. Yep. Three of six from three. Six of six from the line, 11 rebounds, four steals, and assist. Like, okay, I'd like to see the assist numbers go up. Oh, nine turnovers. Okay, that's where it all went south. But it just <laughs> – The ball was slippery. <laughs> the ball was slippery. Uh, he was like – he knew. He was like, yeah, I was just kind of throwing it out of bounds. He kind of knew that he had a really bad night. And, and this is where I raise the question, is there a blueprint developing – for defending the Celtics because you get you get the big performance from Jalen. You get ultimately big numbers from Jason Tatum. But what you don't get is the assists. 18 assists overall. Jalen has two. Jason has one. No Marcus Smart. So, you know, Marcus could have had an impact. And one of one of the things that Marcus does well is, come on, guys, let's go. Run, pick up the pace. And, and, and he does move the ball well. But the switching defense, we've seen it now two games in a row where even three games in a row, the, the, the Celtics put up a ton of points. It was mostly zone against Miami, but 
uh, the first game around. The, the second game around, it was more switching, I should say, so I'm going to correct myself. This game was a lot of switching. The bait, and I, I talked about this after the, the last game, the Celtics can't avoid taking the bait. When you dangle a mismatch out there, they're like, oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> Give me that mismatch, baby. I want it so bad. You're like, no, it's a trap. You're like, no, no. I got it this time. And they fall into turnovers. Um, yeah. They get themselves blocked. They don't They don't spray the ball. The, the gravity that Tatum and Brown generally create is not there. I think Derek White having a bad game, one for five, is a byproduct of that because you don't get the same types of shots. Al Horford having a bad shooting night is a byproduct of that because you don't get the same kinds of shots, yeah. no matter how slippery the ball is. <laughs> the Celtics' biggest challenge right now, Joe Mazzulla's biggest challenge right now is, if I'm, if I'm an opposing coach, I say, okay, we're going to switch as much as we can against the Celtics and dare them to not go ISO. And Joe has to figure out how to get in their ears and be like, Look at what your ISO is doing. Look at what your mismatch hunting is doing because you're costing Al, you're costing Derek, and you're turning the ball over a bunch. Yeah. Is it a blueprint? So it's it's a good question. I mean, you know, the, the counter to that that, you know, is is much more Celtics friendly is that okay, so so your best option as as a uh is at, you know, as as a defense against Jason Tatum is to offer him a bad mismatch for you. Like, you know. <laughs> like yeah there's some, yeah, there's some positives for that yeah. if you're if you're the celtics totally and, and I, I do think and i think the other thing to consider with that is i would be curious to know like is like okay so the celtics get sucked into one of these mismatch games huh weird the defense now uh you know now all of a sudden the other team only scored 92 points now the other team's offensive rating was 95.8 you know is it easier to play defense in you know in, in some of these um you know mm. games where you know, the ball's not whipping around so much. I don't know. Uh, I don't know that we've got enough kind of um, evidence of that one way or the other. But, um, yeah, I mean, look, I, I think it's a good point by you. I do think that there is a um, – yeah, I, I think that's I think that's solid. Uh, no argument here. <laughs> well, okay, so, yeah, so you're offering you're offering the, the mismatch. Yeah. But like I said, you're, you're offering the mouse cheese. Yeah. And yeah. That's, that's the thing. You're offering the cheese and, and – Tatum and Brown, and if you've ever had very, mice, it's it's not a, you don't catch them hundred percent of the time. That seems no right. No, Sometimes they eat the cheese. And the trap just, just doesn't work. Cheese. Yeah, right, right. So so yeah. Sometimes if you've gone fishing, I've had plenty of times oh. where I pull that hook. I'm like ah man, yep. but if you know what you're doing, and look, Brooklyn, it, Brooklyn does it because they have to, and Miami did it because they have to. And I wonder how much of a problem it really is going to be against like Milwaukee because right. Milwaukee's not going to switch. There are teams that are great that are they're not going to switch. But if you say, I don't know, if you're Budenholzer, maybe maybe not. Maybe Budenholzer is not a great example because he's very much a we do what we do kind of coach, and well, you know you got to beat you got to beat us doing what we do. But if you're looking at results. And you're facing a juggernaut of a team that the Celtics are right now. You say, okay, Tatum and Brown, they love to ISO. They've gotten away from it because of the offense. But when they see switches and they see a mismatch in front of them, they'll go for it. All you got to do is overhelp behind it. And 
they're not going to pass out of it because they just see that big tasty mismatch in front of them and they want to eat. So that's it's it might be counterintuitive because you're daring Tatum and Brown to beat you one on one and in a seven game series because ultimately all of this stuff boils down to right. can it happen four times in seven games? Ultimately, this might not even matter because you say, okay, fine, we're going to switch. And Tatum and Brown are still going to beat you four times. So I could sit here just, I could be sitting here just making up a problem. But also, when you see something, like what, what, what are we striving for here? We're, we're striving for perfection. We're striving for like no flaws whatsoever. And I just see a little bit of a flaw and they still won the game. I'm talking about a game where they won. For sure. So, but no, but I do think. And, and the last time they lost in overtime. So they still almost won that game too. Yeah. For sure. I think it's a very reasonable point because, I mean, think about what we just saw with the Heat. They went one and one against them, right? Like, like this team is not infallible. If you go one on one against one and one against a team in a playoff series, that's a real playoff series. And, you know, what if you're three? Hey, what, and they took one at home. They took one in Boston. Right. Right. Exactly. And, and what if your three point shot deserts you some night? And, uh, so, so what happens then? Like, how does the offense look then? Are you going to go for the cheese every single time? You know, because, I mean, in a team like Miami, the thing we know about them is that they can force turnovers against the Celtics. And and that happened again but, tonight against the Nets, you know, like nine for Tatum. Like, you know, I think. And what happened in the playoffs? What happened in the finals? What happened? Why did they lose? Why did they almost lose to the, the Heat? <laughs> you know, yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. So. So it's reasonable. It's yeah. not. And I'm like. I'm hoping that my tone, my kind of like upbeat tone is relaying to everybody that I'm not sitting here going like concerned. I'm not sitting here going, okay, guys, you're really screwing this up. You got to fix this or else you're screwed. Like, no, no. I'm trying to be like, I'm like, this is, this is a team that's off to like, they're the best team in the NBA. They still, despite the past two games, have the best offense in the league and still measures up uh, as I'll have to look at the numbers again, but the best in measured NBA history. So it's still there, but whenever you see something not work as well as it has been, and and to and I'll give Joe Mazzula, you know, a nod here. He said after the game, our offense has been so good yeah. that the expectations are now high. Like if the offense wasn't as good as as, as it's been, we would sit there and be like, wow, they managed to score 103 points after all of this. So perspective is necessary for sure. Yeah. But all we have is the bar that was set through my roof. <laughs> Knocked so down so, sorry, 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 sorry. So you're, you're not at Barclays? Is that... <laughs> <laughs> yes. This dude, or this guy right here, if you're watching on YouTube, has been standing perfectly still for 30 minutes and 17 seconds. It seemed it seemed it seemed real to me for sure. I mean, he's just watching. I don't know. Let me move out of the way. Whatever is happening back there. No, before before the show started, I uh, I found an old picture. I was like, okay, yeah, this guy. That's that looks. Trying to make it appropriate. Trying to make it a little fun. I like it. I like it. Thank you. But anyway, it's not a big problem. But you see there, and you go, oh, huh. Two games in a row, they switched a ton, and the Celtics turned it over a bunch. Their stars turned it over a bunch. And you see Jason Tatum, like, running directly into players, just running square <laughs> into their chests and turning it over. Like, that's – where's where's the MVP guy? What, what are you doing? What is this? And so 
yeah, you you just want to see you want to you want to get back to the, like the 130 point team. Yeah, where's that guy? Where are those guys? Yep. And so, and the sample size this season says that those guys are coming back. Like you said, you know, I like 100. That's that's a hundred percent it. But yeah, you're right. When when you see something a little different, you kind of just I don't know. You want to poke at it a little but, bit. Yeah, sure. And they're gonna look. They go to Toronto next, back to back in Toronto, so they won't have Al Horford. Right. Um, Marcus and Smart will Toronto's, be back, probably. Uh, maybe I don't know. They're saying he's day to day, but it's, it feels like one of those like. Yeah, I'm gonna guess he's back. I'm, I'm gonna he's guess he's back. back. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, and I mean that's another thing that we didn't talk about tonight. Like offensively, they didn't have the guy who's been kind of leading them this whole time. Yeah, that's a that's and that's that's fair. That's fair. That Marcus took that fall and wasn't uh, like 100 percent himself and missed this game. So that could it could simply be get Marcus back in there a little healthier and he'll help move the ball better. Mm -hmm. Great. That would be great. Um, but you know, we'll see again, Toronto is a big switchy team. They play, they play funky defenses. So we'll see back to back. Can they go out there and kind of fix some of these problems? The answer after all of this, blah, blah, blahing. The answer is very simple. Just don't bite. Don't bite on the fakes. Don't bite for the fake. Don't, don't, don't eat the cheese. Move the ball. Because if if I'm sitting here and I'm Jason Tatum and I'm Jalen Brown and I see Joe Harris in front of me, I'm like, oh, baby, here we go. Okay, that's fine. But if you, dri- you drive past Joe Harris and they collapse, kick it. Yeah. You don't have to. I said this in, on, on, after the last game. You can attack without uh, having to score. And this is this is where they need to like re- you attack the mismatch, you collapse the defense. You've done your job. Spray it, kick it. You've done your job. You've gotten four or five guys surrounding you. Give it up, and you'll get it back if you need to. Those guys, the next guy will drive and attack, and then you go into the corner and you get that three. Anyway, that's it. Yep. It's very simple. It's a very simple thing. Uh, yeah, I think right. that sums it up. Solid podcast. Thumbs up. Thanks, Tom. Thank you. Appreciate you. Good to have Tom on a post-game pod. Good to have you with me on a post-game pod. It's fun. I like to talk about all kinds of stuff here. Good, bad, and different. You know, people, I had people in the comments. My favorite comment recently was, you can't seem to just give a compliment. But like, well, it's it's not about giving a compliment. We're, we see things on the floor and even a guy who's had a great game like Jalen Brown, maybe he did something wrong. Jason Tatum had a great game in some respects, and he had a terrible game in some others. It's all about letting you know everything that we see, and then you go from there. And maybe we see it again, and maybe we don't. That's our job. So I hope you've enjoyed us doing our job. And uh, if you're not a subscriber, I hope you've enjoyed it enough to hit that subscribe button. If you're on YouTube, ring that bell. You'll find out when we drop the videos. And if you are a subscriber, would love it if you shared the podcast, tell your friends, your family, everybody that they should be listening to and watching the Lockdown Celtics podcast here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.